Blog Talk Radio. The podcast is brought to you by hcgbodyforlife.com and colinwatson.tv. You're listening to HCG Body Talk on Blog Talk Radio, where we discuss how to achieve the health and body of your dreams one day at a time with HCG Body for Life. How to stay semper fit, fit for life. Please welcome your host, international HCG diet coach, author, and creator of HCG Body for Life, Colin F. Watson. HCG Body for Life, for the body of your life. If you like the information found in these podcasts, please share them on Facebook, Twitter, or your favorite social media site so others can enjoy them as well. Hey, good afternoon, guys, or good evening. Got to do the got to do the intro and the plug. Hey, this is your host Colin F. Watson, your HCG Health and Nutrition Coach. Um, I'm moving away from the word diet, um, pretty much in most in all of my written materials and, and in my philosophy, um, for the simple reason that that it, it, it's the word does have negative connotations. It's great for marketing, great for advertising, but Psychologically, and what we're going to be talking about today is um, no one really wants to be on a diet, um, but people do don't have a problem really changing their meal plan, and that's really what we're doing. We're changing your meal plan through three special stages to get you to the body of your life. So before I get started, I'm calling you here from live from Hermosa Beach, California. Um, this is in my office downstairs. Um, I'm going to do a sound check in a minute to make sure you guys can hear me. Um, but basically, you know, this is you know every week, every time I do the show, you know, it never fails that my dogs decide they want to play and they're wrestling and the noise in the background. So just so you know, this is come from home. It's going to be real. So if you hear some noise or background noise, that's that's part of the show, if you will. So I like to do a sound check um, to make sure you can hear me clearly and the audio is fine. So if you can, if you've been here before, just press one on your phone that puts your hand up and it tells me you can hear me, and then press one again and put it down. That means that you just didn't accidentally put your hand up for no reason. And the more people that do it, the more I know the audio is clear, okay? And don't do it if it's garbled or something, then don't do that. But, I mean, if it's clear, you can hear me, then I know I can proceed, um, and it's going to be a clear show. Listen, guys, you know, it's been a long time since I've been back here um, and doing my blog talk radio podcast. And <clears throat> i got to be honest. You know, not just, you know, besides being just busy and having tons of projects and putting, trying to get this new, this uh, our first event off off the ground next year in February, I also just became a little less inspired to do the show. You know, I've been doing the show now for I don't know three, four years. I've done almost 180 podcasts about the HCG protocol, tips, tricks, and ways to navigate it. I've had some great guests. I mean, some things that weren't all about just HCG, but still they were in the way, you know, designed to get you the very best results. And I realized I, I basically had taught, I mean, I've, I've done the groundwork. I mean, if you want to know how to do this protocol, you don't have to buy anything. All you do is listen to a podcast every single day, and I would walk you through the process. So I kind of got, ran out of things to say, you know, I just kind of ran out of things to say or at least regurgitating the same information about the protocol because we, I believe we've, we've perfected it, um, especially now with the, and I, had, I do add to it like the new phase 3.2.0, phase 2.2.0, and I'm coming out with my new book, Burn the Fat, Reveal the Muscle, um, How to Use ACG to Get the Body of Your Life in 26 Days, and that's coming out here uh, hopefully um, next month. But and that's going to have every every new update, every new recipe, every everything I've ever learned about this protocol, and a lot of the Q and A you guys are participating in today. You know, pages of, of questions and answers. I want it to be the the 
manuscript that everybody goes to to get their not only to follow the very best protocol, but to get their answers. You know, pretty much any answer you could, any question you could think of that somehow we've answered through these shows over the years. So it's going to be pretty in-depth, intense information, and it's been taking it's been taking quite some time for me to put it together, along with all the experiments and the videos and what have you. So I'm excited for it to come to fruition. But this show is really about the new evolution of what HCG Body for Life is going to be about, and ColinFWatson.com is going to be about, and it's really about not teaching the diet so much because I think we've done that. It's really about helping people succeed. You know, bottom line is you can have the best fat loss protocol on the planet, but we are, I'm already figuring it out as being a coach and coaching so many people, I mean, thousands now, you know, there's a question that always puzzles me. Why does somebody have a crazy success and why does somebody else who's similar build, similar gender, I mean, same gender, same age group have difficulty? You know, um, I have customers, you know, they'll swear it was the HCG and they're this or that. And ultimately, you know what? I mean, we've tested the product. We've tested every brand. I've used personally every single brand over the last five years just to make sure it works. You know, do I like one better than the other? I did, but it wasn't dramatic. It wasn't because it gave me really that much better results. One, I think maybe, I don't know, I dosed it right that, you know, any kind of hunger issue, I had no hunger at all. And in some cases, that's not really ideal, but I liked it, you know. Um, but other than that, every, every every product's always worked, but I've had people that never got, that didn't get success or the kind of success they wanted. And I really wanted to figure out what is the common denominator. If you take out the product, you take out the protocol, um, but you leave the people. And really, what is it that makes one person more successful than the other if all things were equal? And really what I've discovered, what kept coming back and coming back and coming back, and even through my own experiments, through my own um, life-changing um, events, my own growth, you know, my, my own desire to grow and learn, I realized that really, it, and it's not just about weight loss, we're going to focus on that tonight, but any aspect of our life where we're, finding, where we're having challenges, we realize that it's a lot of it is our, is our, is our, is the conversations that we have all day, every day in our heads, the, the self-talk, the, the words we use, and the words have immense power. And it's not about being positive. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about having a positive outlook or, or laws of attraction, even though that's really a powerful concept and it has something to do with it. But it really has to do with the fact that our subconscious mind runs 90% of our life. And we 10% of our conscious, 10, 10% of our, our of our actions are actually conscious. The other 90% are, are, are through the subconscious. And if that's true, which we know it is, um, scientists have proven that. If that's true, then how do we reprogram the subconscious mind, or at least link the conscious, the 10% of the conscious mind to the 90%, so we can get the things we want quickly and easily without having to struggle? So this is this 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 show is going to be like a three or four series show because this is really something that I'm going to be focusing on primarily over the next forever, really, because ultimately I already know we've got a great product, but I want people to have higher level success. And I also want customers, you know, I said a long time ago, and, and, you know, and it seems like the, the, probably the worst thing you can say when you're building a business. But the point is, is that I said I didn't want repeat customers. And when I, and when I said that, you know, I, I kind of get scared sometimes when I say that to the universe, but the universe understands what I'm talking about. The point is, is that I really, I'm really impassioned about not selling products. I'm really impassioned about how people change in their lives. And, and part of the frustration that many people have is that they get a glimpse of what their life is supposed to feel like. They get a glimpse of what their body is supposed to look like. They get to celebrate it for a quick, short moment, 
and then their lifestyle goes kind of it kind of gets out of control. They go back to what they know. Life hits them, stress hits them, shit hits them. Excuse the expression, and they end up you know five, six, seven months, a year, two years, or three months, you know, whatever, you, you know what your, your your return time is, looking in the mirror and going, well, what happened? I'm right back where I started from, and in some cases, even worse. And it's a very debilitating, depressing place to be. And and then I have the people that, you know, I, you know whenever I talk to a new customer, uh, and I would say the majority of my customers are, I would say 70% of them are repeat customers, or repeat, I would say repeat um, HCGers. And then I have the new people. The new people I'm really, I, I really, really embrace because they're coming to the protocol with a beginner's mind. They have skepticism. That's great. They have a doubt. They have, they have their own baggage and belief systems of what will work and what won't work. But because they don't know for sure, they have this, they have a, you know, optimistic skepticism that they come with, come to the protocol. And then after they get proven in a very short period of time, it's proven to them that, wow, this works. That skepticism turns into optimism, and then they have a very positive outlook on what's going on. They're excited about the process, and those people tend to do really, really well. Um, hence, if you're a person that's done this protocol in the past, you had the very best, very best results you ever had the very first time you did it. In most cases, in 98% of the cases, because your pessimism turned to optimism and your and your excitement of what your results were, and you you were just in the zone, fired up. Coming back to it, you know, repeating it again, it's it all of a sudden now you're living from a place of coming from the beginner's mind to the expert's mind. And I've talked about this, you know, and in, in, in maybe not a previous show, but I've talked about it in, in my blogs and my videos and even emails, that the expert's mind is the mind that I know how to do this. I've done it before. I had great results before. Just I, I know what to do. Just give me the shit and let me do it. Um, if you're offended by me saying the S word, you know, sorry, but you know, I'm just speaking it real. And, 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 and I'm just – it's coming out because obviously it sits on my heart. So I apologize if it offends you. But – um. You know, you have that mindset, and the mindset is, I, I, I've done this before, I got it, I know how to do it, and but yet you, the, the frustration sets in very quickly when now you're comparing today's journey with that first journey, and they don't add up or they don't match up, and that usually sends sends into, sends down a, sends you down a road of dismal conversations um, that I believe, and what we're going to be talking about. It basically it makes it makes almost being successful it makes being successful almost impossible. So we're going to talk about words and how every word has power and the and the choices of of using words that are low energy words and low, and some words words that are more positive or, or I say high I mean positive they're higher energy words. And really, it's about learning how to change your language, your internal dialogue and external dialogue in order for you to achieve the things you want especially getting the body of your life and making it easier to achieve that. And um, it's interesting. I have two private clients right now that are they're both, you know, they both um, train at the same place I train. They both, they both are very disciplined, very anal people. One was new to the protocol for the very first time. One had repeated the protocol several times, but still was a very, very, um, very willing um, client. Meaning that whatever I said to do, she was willing to do. Whatever I said, let's switch, let's change, let's change this play, let's figure this out. Always willing to do that. Um, relatively had the same body composition and almost the same weight. I think the, you know, one one of them outweighed the other by maybe 12, 13 pounds. Not a dramatic difference. And it was it was interesting that them both doing the protocol at the same time, following the same exact instructions from me, doing almost thing, almost everything identical. 
Um, one seemed to just struggle, and even though even though she worked out ten times harder, or actually more consistently than the other, um, just the the weight loss seemed to just come in chunks and then stall, stall, chunks and stall. And when we analyzed when we analyzed the protocol, it wasn't she wasn't cheating, she wasn't stepping outside the protocol. It was literally mind boggling what could possibly be causing the problems. And from a coach's point of view, from someone who's obsessed with you know, finding the key to success for any one client, I had to look now beyond the the obvious. I went through my checklist of, okay, it's not the diet, it's not the protocol. I mean, in other words, it's not the way she's eating. She's eating the right portion. She, maybe she, okay, she's maybe over-exercising. Let's cut that back. Maybe just change the food combinations. And we were still getting, we were still get, starting to get some results, and then we we come back. So I had to break it down to limiting beliefs. I had to take it down to belief systems. Even though both of them had almost identical stories, as far as their history of weight loss, you know, and you may you may rec- you may uh, resonate the story with you, you know, I get something new, new new diet, new weight loss protocol. I try to have really great success the first couple of weeks, and then all of a sudden my body just stalls, and, and no matter what I do, I'm, I'm busting my ass, and I'm getting you know minimal minimal results. I get frustrated, and I go, why not? Why, what the heck? Why might as well just go eat something good because I'm not getting a result? And then they go off the protocol and they start eating something good. They come back a couple of times, but eventually it leads to you know what? This is not working. Let me go find the next shiny ball. Sound familiar? So I started really analyzing the belief system, started asking questions, started dissecting some of the, you know, the, you know, the thought processes that went on in the person's mind and, and, and started asking questions. And, you know, some of the times people don't realize the, the, the limited beliefs they have. And I can talk to somebody in a, in, a, in a conversation or even in an email, I can circle how many, how many low energy words or sentences or phrases that are used in the in the email or in the conversation, and, and, and instantly I can tell that someone, unless that person is really open, open to the possibility that maybe there's a different way of going about it, open to the possibility of shifting the words and the choice, the words that they use and the energy that they use, that who's going to have a really hard time and who's not. Now, dieter, let's see, you know, dieter B, I'm using dieter, the diet word, let's see, um, let's see, candidate B. Um, who had the easier results? The story was that that was her story. You know, I lose weight and then I stall. I tried everything and, I, and it stops. It you know, I stop weight. So I, I, obviously she had a story. She had a uh, belief system that her body stops. So it me explain to explain to her that this is a different approach. That her body's going to go through a different way. This is what's happening inside the body as far as going after the fat stores, and that you may come across some temporary resistance, but just know that if you stay with stay on stay on point that you'll push past those resistance points very quickly and you'll move on. So, and she was like, oh, okay. So now in the part of her brain went, okay, well, guess what? It, it, the same thing may happen to me again, but now I've been told that it's, I'm going, my body's going to push past it in a very quick period of time and I'll be fine. And sure enough, came with the resistance, the body pushed past it, you know, uh, very, very quickly. She even actually went on a vacation, a birthday vacation, 40th birthday that she had been planning for, I would guess, a year to Cabo. And we designed even for her to actually come off protocol, you know, basically four days prior to the her going to Cabo for four days. And it was one of those, it's your 40th birthday. You only turned 40 once. You don't want to die. You just go knock yourself out, enjoy yourself, just be conscious, but have fun. Went and had fun, gained six or seven pounds, over Cabo, and then came back, got right back on on protocol, followed the instructions, and was shocked and stunned 
that literally in two days that weight all that weight came off and she was just losing weight and weight and weight like crazy. Started off with 33% body fat um, and 40 days later with a week break, it, you know, based that week break coming off protocol and going to Cabo, she went down to 17.6% body fat in 40 days and dropped 30 something, 30 pounds, 30 something, 32 pounds. Completely back to the body that she, that she has not seen in probably five, six, seven years being a professional dancer, uh, ecstatic. And then I have my 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 candidate A, who got to got to her milestone. So she didn't get to her ultimate goal because she got to her, but she she literally did 50, 60 days straight, push it through. I want to say she lost about 28, 30 pounds in, in almost twice as much time, or or uh, one and a half more times. Really kicking kicking butt. Got down to a milestone. So got you know broke out of the you know she started in the 180s, got down to the 150s. On the high 150s, and decided to take a break through the holiday season and go into phase three, and come back. And, and so, there, the two things led me to really start to start to stick, decide to change my conversation with the people that I have that I coach, and also change my conversation with you on this on this radio show. So, I just want to give you a little backstory of where where this is coming from. And if you have a pen or paper, if you're in a position where you can have pen or paper and write certain things down, I think some of the stuff you may want to write down and come back to, or you can listen to the podcast, the replay of the podcast. But I found this to be very powerful stuff. And, and you know, my wife and I really have, have, have utilized this off and on, really consciously and subconsciously. Sometimes, we, you know, we did it by accident and really created some amazing breakthroughs in our life. I mean, the, the, you, know, you know, all the way back from buying the house we're living in today that seemed completely out of our reach financially and, 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 and being able to pull it off and other things we've done throughout, throughout the years. But ultimately, you know, this is about maintaining this is about getting to your health level that you want and then being able to maintain it easily versus being a struggle. And 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 the most I think the most difficult part of this concept that may some people may have find may find difficult to really uh, uh, accept is that it is as easy as changing changing the way you speak, changing the way you, the words you use, and staying present and being with, and being willing to switch um, whenever you catch yourself. Um, staying in that negative, that, that those 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 we call um, low energy frequencies, low energy words. So, when you go back to every word has power. Now, you know, what is your limiting belief? And one of the things, one of the things that that you that I recommend doing in this, you know, determining what your limiting beliefs are, is really writing down what are your limiting beliefs and and what is a limiting belief. Some people, some people may ask you, what is that? Everyone, for example, if you're listening to this this this, this show right now, and we have a pretty pretty good call, callers on here. If you listen to it later, you ask yourself, what is your story, right? What is your story? Um, everyone has one. I've heard all. I've heard a lot of stories, and that means you know what? I've always been heavy. My whole family's been heavy. You know, I've always had a hard time losing weight. Um, you know, I just have big bones, you know, I just, I, you know, I don't know, I'm always hungry, I'm just constantly, I have a low thyroid or a slow metabolism or, you know, my whole family's been obese, my whole family's obese, so that's why I'm obese, I'm predisposed to being obese. Um, you know, I, you know, I lost somebody and I, and, and I just, the process of losing it, losing that person, you know, I just, I kind of just lost everything and I just don't have the will. I mean, there's, there's, there's a story, right? 
And, and it's not saying that the story is not true, but the point is you start looking, if you start, if you had to write that story out or to even speak that story out loud, and I think maybe if we have time in this show or, or you know, with open callers or maybe the next show, we'll actually walk somebody through this, um, if they're willing to go ahead and do it and be really honest, um, because you'll start to find out how many, and you, then you, you write it out and you start circling how many low energy, low frequency words are in your story. Right, and then low frequency words are can't, never, always, fail. You know, you know, um, too, you know, it's been too hard, too expensive, too challenging. It's, you know, the, the words stand out. They'll they'll scream out the page to you when you realize when you write them down. You realize how many are actually in your story. So that's the first step: to write to, to tell your story or write out your story, and then try to identify how many how many um, low energy words and what your what your um, your limiting beliefs are. And the reason why that's important because it's not, you know, it's not the diet, the weight loss plan or the meal plan or the the quality of the HCG necessarily if it's real. It's not the you, you know, the 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 plan in which you attack. It's not the exercise, your lack of exercise, it's not the size that you're, you know, in fact that you're 100 pounds or 10 or or 1000 pounds or, or 500 pounds. It is simply what you're walking into the protocol already believing. Now, like I said, skepticism is not a problem. I was the I was the most skeptical person I think I, I I've ever come across really uh, when it comes to this you know this working for me at the time of that time in my life. I was frustrated. I tried everything else. I felt scammed that, that everybody was a liar, and that really you know what this is probably just another one of those things. And the only thing the only problem was I was too desperate and too much pain to not try it. And figured that it was just another waste of my time and money. And this time was the most money I'd ever spent on any single lump sum weight loss plan in my life. And at the time, it was $1,500, which was $1,500 I didn't have, considering I was a mortgage broker and the, and the market just crashed. But ultimately, it was desperation led me to make the choice I made. And to this day, luckily, it turned out really good because I'm here today talking about it, right? But so skepticism is really not the problem I'm talking about, but I'm talking about the conversations you have every single day, from the second you wake up to the second you go to sleep. The conversations you have when you look in the mirror, the conversations you have with your friends and your family and your kids, and a lot of them, a lot of the time, these are subconscious conversations you're having, but you don't really realize you're having it. So identifying your, your limiting beliefs. Now, then, then, and then one of the other exercises we're, we're going to go through, but I'm going to come back to that in a minute. So, for example... I had a limiting belief um, that I was stupid, right? And, and and it had nothing to do with my weight, right, at the time, because I didn't have a weight problem until I got into my 30s, really. I was one of the kids that literally I was 145 pounds soaking wet in junior high school and playing football. I think I got up to 185 pounds of lean muscle mass. I could, you know, I could eat anything I wanted. I, mean, I, I lived off Wonder Bread. It wasn't like I, mean, I was one of those people. Um, life didn't catch up to me until really, really late. But I was looking back and I was looking at this this exercise and, and, and where my pain factor was. I said, you know what? One of the things I believed that I was stupid, um, but yet the, the it didn't match the circumstances showing up in my life. So quick story, you know, you know, I moved from Jamaica from the you know from the at, at the age of nine to the United States. My sister and I were one of three African American children in an all white school. Had a heavy Jamaican accent. The only two, two, two out of three people of color in the entire school living in the San Fernando Valley. Um, needless to say, that brought a great deal of attention to us. At the time I left, left, left the um, the islands, 
I was reading at, at in sixth grade. I was reading at a high school, if not maybe a freshman college level. We read all kinds of books that were two inches thick. That was that kind of the thing we read all the time in the little schoolhouse that we went to. Came to um, came to the states and in my class. I think fifth grade class, you know, my thing was the teacher would ask a question, and we'd already read all the books that they were using for for uh, for their academic academic curriculum. So they'd ask a question, I'd raise my hand, and I'd answer the question in my heavy Jamaican accent, and people, the kids would giggle and laugh, and I would answer answer my hand because in in, in the in you know in the, in the Midwest, I mean in the West Indies, that was the thing. You were in a small 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 class, you raised your hand, and you you stood up and you 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 recited whatever your answer was. Quickly, it didn't take very long for that hand to start coming down and for me to start getting self-conscious about my accent, self-conscious about my know-it-all, you know, knowing the answers. That that wasn't a good thing anymore. That was actually a bad thing because now I was this kid that stuck out, stuck stuck, stuck out with a weird accent that knew all the answers, and it wasn't looked upon very well. Fast forward that two years later, I'm now sixth grade. So it was fourth grade, fifth grade, and sixth grade, um, and I'm now reading at below sixth grade level. Um, toward my father's frustration, who was now, my father was an oral surgeon. He spoke three languages. He was a very, very bright man. And to find out that my, my reading skills had dropped so dramatically, he got very frustrated. And, you know, our, in our generation, our, our parent, our, our behavior or, or our academics or whatever it is, it reflected on our parents. They got embarrassed by that, so they punished you. I don't know about you guys now, but that's how it was in my, in my day. So my dad... You know, God bless him trying to fix the problem. He said, every Wednesday night, you're going to come home when I get home from work. You're going to get the newspaper out, and you're going to read the newspaper out loud to me. And so we'd sit down and start reading the newspaper, and I would start stuttering through the newspaper. Just the, the words on the page would just not jump out at me, and I would stutter. And he would smack me in the back of my head and go, what are you, stupid? Smack me in the back of my head. And he, he created an anchor. What I know now is an anchor that basically that, you know, that, that as he – would say that and smack me on the back of the head, he literally started to cement that belief system into my subconscious mind. So as I went through grade school and, 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 and high school, I, I struggled academically. I mean, there were some things, some subjects I actually excelled at because I liked them, and others that I, I just struggled. Math, English, just struggled. History, I loved history, I did well, but math and English struggled. And all I kept thinking was I must be stupid. I moved to the front of the class, back of the class, didn't matter. I just, that was my thought process. I fast forward... 30 years, 30 years later, um, a fa American family counselor friend um, asked because I had some, I, I still had some behavior that was still, yeah, I, I, was, I, was, I was able to be very successful in business in no matter what business I was in. No matter if I wanted a car, I'd, I'd, I'd like, obsess over it until I bought it. I mean, I could manifest things like nobody's business. And so my life did not match my, 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 my success level did not match my feeling of stupidity, but I would always crash and burn. I, I, I was, you know, I've used drugs for years and alcohol and I always just end up wrecking whatever success I had for years. 30 years later, I get diagnosed and I'm AD, ADD and I've been ADD all my life. It's not something I just acquired. I've been ADD all my life. So, you know, the challenges that I realized and all of a sudden I realized, and I get told that I'm extremely smart. I mean, not just smart, like borderline genius smart from a doctor. And I'm sitting there sobbing because I realized somebody's affirming that I wasn't crazy. Even though I thought I was stupid, things in my life didn't make sense that I was stupid. And all of a sudden I was able to flourish from that, 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 that negative belief or that uh, limited belief, realize that, you know what, I'm a pretty smart guy, was able to write a book, was able to build a business, you know, multi-million dollar business, and move on from drugs and alcohol like it was like somebody had flipped the light switch on me, never to look back again. 
because I was able to let go of that limited belief. So I'm telling you the story to give you some foundation that the ability to release limiting beliefs is powerful. And if you don't think that, that these belief systems, that these anchors, these things that, you, that, you've in, that you've kind of embedded in your life, in your story, if you will, over the years has something to do with your ability to not succeed in your weight loss journey or any other part of your life, this is something that I want to open up the possibility of you considering. Um, there's no right or wrong here. I'm not going to say this is your problem. I'm just saying that if there's a possibility that, that this could be a problem that, that's getting in the way of you achieving the level of health and the physique that you want, let's expose it for what it is. So letting go of that limited belief changed my life. And that's just one. That was just one limited belief. Trust me, I had have, I have plenty of them, right? But that one was literally able to, able to allow me to have a healthy and loving marriage because my drug use was wrecking my relationship, <laughs> you know, have, be able to, to flourish in business because I wasn't blowing my money, you know, I wasn't getting to the top of the pinnacle and then go, okay, let me just self-destruct anymore. I was actually being able to maintain it and stay there. And so when I came up against the obstacle of now being out of shape and, and overweight, Something told me I had to stop whatever whatever was going through my head. Because I have to say, when the market crashed and we lost our business and, our, and I was losing our, almost losing our house, lost all the cars, guess what? Came back into my mindset. Man, you must have been stupid not to see this coming. How could you not have saved enough money to, to weather this storm? None of us knew that this was going to be a storm that most people couldn't weather unless you had millions of dollars in the bank, right? So I had to come back and shake it off and go, look, if I can get my health together, get this, my body together, then, I'm, then I can get back on track. Never, never thinking that I was going to be into, into the health and fitness arena. I just wanted to get my life back, if you will, and get back, and get back to believing that, yes, I'm smart. Yes, I'm healthy. Yes, I can do anything, I, anything that I want. So that's, this, this protocol allowed me to do that and, the, and that. and by doing that, it allowed me to do a lot more things. So I'm telling you that story so you get a little back. A little, little backstory. So I want to start breaking down or giving you tools in order to break down the, your limiting beliefs. And then I'm going to give you some, I'm going to give you some, some, um, some actually some, uh, a list of low energy words that you may or may not use and, and some higher energy words to switch them with. And that's why a pen or paper would be great. Uh, like I said, you can always play this back and then maybe I'll figure out a way to do a, 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 P, a PDF on this as well. I really think it's that important. Um, so basically breaking down, you have to be able to first identify what you think your limiting beliefs are and be honest about it. Then you have to start whying it. I call it, you know, do the, you know, then whying it down. And I mean why as in not the letter Y, but why do I believe that? And you start going down. So I realized why I was stupid because of the fact that my dad from, from, from the age of 9, 10, 11, 12, uh, my dad is now asking me, am I stupid, by pounding me in the back of the head, and he's, he's trying to motivate me or get me to do something, but doesn't realize that he's tearing down my, my self-esteem and actually, and actually leaving an anchor, a belief system that I, took on, I chose to take on and hold on to for 30-something years. So you want to start breaking down and start whying, it, whying the question down, basically asking why, and then you're going to get an answer, and you're going to ask another why, and you're going to keep, you're going to keep answering why to the, whatever answer you get until the final answer reveals itself. And if you do this exercise correctly, and if you do it, some people aren't going to do it, but if you actually really want to know what's been getting in your way, if you go through the process of really keep asking, peeling back the onion, asking, okay, why do you believe that? And so why do you believe that? And why do you believe that? Then you realize you come back to that epiphany, which mine was, guess what? Right. My dad, through his frustration, put something uh, put something on me that was not true. I chose to adapt it and believe it and, and rule my life on it for 30 years. 
once you realize what that is, and that, that's just one incident in my life, there could be more, but at least that was the major anchor that I could still, that I remember to be so powerful in my life, that once you keep taking up, pulling, peeling back the onion, you'll start to realize why you actually have these limited beliefs and what the, what the root cause of it. And once you know what the root cause of it, it gives you an opportunity to go, hey, you know what, that's not true. I choose not to believe that anymore and make a shift. So that's one exercise to find out what, what exactly your true limiting belief is. Because if you ask 10 people to tell you what it is, they're going to tell you all kinds of, of, of reasons that have nothing to do with personal responsibility. They're going to say, because I don't have any time, because my, I have four kids, uh, because my husband is not supportive, because I have to work full time, because I have a, I'm not healthy, because I have a low thyroid, or I have a broken leg, or I have, you know, I have a health condition, or this condition, or that condition, that stops me from doing this, that, and the other thing. Those are just limiting beliefs there's no you know they're they're they, they may seem very real but there is no real impact that, you know obviously it's a real impact for someone who says i cannot walk because i have no legs but yet there's some people who have no legs that choose to use prostheses and they still walk so there's the person that, that believes they can't walk because they have no legs will stay in that wheelchair the person that believes they can walk and in turn run like some sprinters that we know they're in special olympics because they chose to take another tool and still continue to walk. So it is a belief system that controls your life and either keeps you moving forward or keeps you staying where you're at. So, but most importantly, what this call is about today is giving you the first exercise, you know, the first exercise to get your limiting beliefs out, figure out what it is, but also to start changing your words today. Start changing your words today. And I'm going to give you some, what we call switch words. And Jamie and I call, we play this switch game. And the switch game is simply because I'm not always present or conscious because we're both of us, both of us live in our, our subconscious mind like, like most human beings 90% of the time. The other person is usually not in their subconscious mind the same time you are. So when they hear you say, you know what, oh, man, this is freaking too hard. And she goes, no, no, no you want to switch that? And I go, oh, you know, it's, so it's not easy. Because this is what happens. The subconscious mind hears the the descriptive word, the last word in the in in the sentence, not the first word. So if you have you know, if you have kids, you know, like I do, and you know that when your kids are young, you go, "Don't touch that," and you look at them ten seconds later, and they're going, "Touch," and you go, "Don't touch that," and they go, and they go, "Okay, touch," and you're really trying to say, "Don't touch that," because it's hot and it's going to burn you, right? But just, all they hear is, "Touch that," "Touch that." Touch that. That's how, that's how the subconscious mind works. So when you use these low-energy words and low-energy phrases that I'm going to go through, and, and, and plenty of them that we guys – and some of them were mind-blowing to me because I use it all the time. I'm thinking, oh, my God, I use it all the time. Um, you're going to kind of see a pattern, and you figure out count how, many, count how many of these you use in a, in a day or a time. Actually, in a day, and you can see how impactful your words are. And these are just a few. I'm actually trying to come up with a, come up with a bunch more that actually have to do with, with the limited beliefs around our weight. And maybe you guys can send me some suggestions if you don't hear, hear me talk about them. I have two, sep two separate categories. Um, ones are just low-energy phrases that we use in everyday language, and then some are probably the ones we use about describing ourselves as far as our health and fitness goals. And so I'm welcome for other people to give me more suggestions as you listen to this podcast live. Or in playback. So first, let me see if I'm on track here. Um, okay, I'm gonna come back. I gotta come back to that. All right, so let's just go through. This is, I think this is really kind of fun. And I wrote all these down. I wrote all these down on my vision board that I have. I have a very big vision board that kind of outlines every pretty much aspect of my life, from my romance to my business to my health and fitness and family. So I have basically romance and family, 
business goals, and then I have my health and fitness goals. And and, and these these all encompass all of them because of the fact that um, all day every day I'm, I'm I'm playing the switch game with my wife and then and, and with myself as many, as much as I can remember to do so to become until it becomes habit. All right, so that's not bad. Um, you know, some people don't think that's really that's really not a big deal, right? You know, that's not bad. I said, what do you think of that? Not bad. Uh, and that's but you're in essence you're telling the, you're telling the subconscious mind that it's bad. And therefore, the subconscious mind is like a you know the subconscious mind is like a computer system. It's like Google, right? It's almost like a, your laptop or your desktop or your Mac. It basically has a search engine. You search in the top and it says search all files. You search the file for something you're looking for. It goes into the, through the hard drive and it pops up all the files that has whatever is related to that. And then you look, you find your file. Well, your subconscious mind is the same way. When, when, it, it, when you use words or terms or phrases, it goes into your subconscious file cabinet. Goes it, it goes to your computer your computer database. Your brain has trillions of files in there, and it finds all the files that have have, have anything to do with bad, right? And then ultimately, there's usually going to be ten times more. Bad files that have bad memories, bad bad feelings, bad thought processes, bad results, bad outcomes than there is with good ones. Even though there's a lot more good, if you actually put, if you actually type into Google um, the word bad and then and you you see how many millions of files there is about somebody talking about something bad, and then you talk you put in good, there's about ten times more files or a hundred times actually more files that say you know uh, in Google that talk about good stuff than bad stuff, which is kind of interesting, right? So when you say that's not bad, the opposite of what you want to say, what your switch, your switch phrase is that's quite good. It tells your subconscious mind to now search the database for everything good, good feelings, good emotions, good outcomes, good everything. And so what happens is, is that just by using switching that phrase out in a daily sentence, um, compound with more switching words out, when you get a good, good, good grasp of it, it really changes the entire trajectory of your outcome of whatever you're trying to do and your life, right? Um, so you have no problem. This is a big one for me. I, I like no problem, man. No problem. No problem. No problem. Um, no problem. When you say no problem to somebody, you're telling your you're, you're actually telling your subconscious mind, find my problems. Find my problems. Find so searching database problem problem problem. Hey, your your light bill is due. You're freaking this. Your bank's overdrawn. This problem. Your gas. Your tires need to be fixed. You're this. All of a sudden, everything you think about. All of a sudden, you're bringing all these thoughts thought processes to your mind of all the crap going wrong in your life. So, so all the problems going on in your life. So when you say no problem, the switch word for that is you're welcome. Because bottom line is we're, we're using no problem like hey, hey man, thanks so much for doing that for me. You go no problem. You're actually trajecting into their life. Hey, think about your problems. And for me, in your own life, think about, hey, I'm going to think about my problems. When you're really saying, you're welcome. You're welcome, right? It sounds simple and kind of idiotic, but I'm telling you, the power of, the, just the power of changing your words changes the day, changes your outlook on the day. It changes the energy of, of, of the people that, that surround you because we know that misery loves company. So I'm going to keep going because I can go on forever with these words. That's bad. That's bad. Is the the switch word for that is that's not good. Now, once in my think about it. every time I say a phrase, you guys just think, just think, man, my my subconscious mind is going to the file cabinet. How much how much bad crap could it pull up right now? That's bad, right? So when you say that's not good, guess what? It doesn't get not not does not compute in the subconscious mind as a word, as an entity, as a reality, as anything. It doesn't compute. It's almost like there's no file for not. Therefore, it can't find that. So all it looks for is good or bad. Good or bad, right? So when you change the switch word to say that's not to, to that's bad to that's not good, you're basically keeping your sense, your energy level 
to the universe, I'm still, everything is good in my life. I'm still looking for the good. Um, don't worry. Or I say, I should say a lot. No worries. That I'm telling myself every time I say that, and you know, how many people do I talk to a day? And I go, thanks, Colin, so much for everything. Or they text me, thanks, Colin, and I, and I text back, no worries. And I'm basically telling myself, those two, you just worry about everything that you need to worry about. Worry about your, your, your event on February. Worry about the fact you have to get this thing done, your ebook done. Worry about the fact that you still have to get this client, call these clients back. Worry, 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 worry. When the essence is, you're fine. You're fine or you'll be fine. So it's like, you know what, think about, think about the, the power of the difference of saying no worries and telling your, in your, file, your subconscious file looking for everything to worry about versus telling yourself you'll be fine. It's all good. Everything's okay. I find it to be extremely powerful. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's too hard. It's too hard. I get that a lot. You know, it's too hard to follow the, the plan and it's too, I get too bored. It's just not too hard. And guess what? You know what? It's not easy. It's just not easy. It's not as easy as I thought it would be. Instead of it's too hard, it's not as easy as I thought it would be. And you guess what? You're still you're still saying what you want to say. Excuse me, I got to drink water. You're probably gonna hear it. So sorry about that. Um, but you're also telling you're telling your, your subconscious mind find find the easiest path to where I got to go. Find and subconscious mind. The only thing it wants to do is 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 please or answer your demands. It's like genie. Right, so it's it's like electricity. Electricity doesn't have an opinion if it's going to go on or off. All you do is you hit the switch. It doesn't go. Do I like this person? Is this person good or bad? Are they a jerk or not? I'm gonna decide if I want to turn electricity on or not. You flip the switch. It responds because that's what it's wired to do. Turn the switch. Unless the wire is broken, it is turned. You flip the switch. It's turned to turn on. The same thing. Your subconscious mind. It's it's completely programmed to say yes, 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 whatever you want. Yes, yes, yes. So if your conversation is Everything you don't want in your life, everything that's wrong or bad or messed up in your life, it's going, yeah, sure, I'll get you more. Sure, I'll get you more. I know it sounds silly, people, but it's, it's true and it's powerful if you just give it, give it some, some thought, okay? Let's go on. So I'm sick. I'm sick. Oh, my gosh. I get my, I'm dealing with a web guy right now. There I'm sick. My team's sick. I'm sick. Everybody's sick. You know what? Um, <laughs> you know, I don't feel well. You know what? I don't feel well today. I don't feel well today. Uh, you know, I remember Wayne Dyer talking about a, a friend that, you know, that, that he ran into and he was like, how you doing, man? He goes, oh, man, I'm sick. I've had this cold. I've had this cold for a week and in three more weeks is going to be a month. I mean, he's, he's already projecting that he's going to be sick for a month because he is so caught up in the fact of being sick. So, you know, uh, I don't feel well. And, and, and these are just basic, simple things, but these are things we talk about every single day, guys. And that's why I wanted to go through these things first, because you'll catch yourself. Going, oh wow! I just said that. Let me change. Let me let me switch. Let me switch. Um, I forgot. 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 Guess what? Every time you say I forgot, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot, your subconscious sorry, your sub. I get so excited I can't speak. Your subconscious mind goes forget, 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 forget. Yeah, every time you say, don't forget. I tell my son, don't forget to take out the trash. Don't forget to take out the trash. Don't forget to do this. Don't forget to do that. He forgets. All the time, and it's our communication. It's the right? it's, it's the way his mind is. His subconscious mind is computing what I'm saying, and when I say take out the trash, I text him take out the trash. Two seconds later, I see him coming up the stairs and going to take out the trash. It's the way we communicate with ourselves and with other people and, and, and how they respond to us. Um, uh, I've been working. I've been working hard. 
I've been working hard. Um, or work is hard. The same thing, it's the same process. You know, I've been working well. Our work is going well. You know, ultimately, what do you want? Hard work or work that's easy? You want, you want to be working well or working hard? It, it's just really about choices. And if you ask yourself, and that's by writing down your limiting beliefs and you figure out how many negative or how many low-energy words you use, because you have to ask yourself, do you really want what you say you want? And when I'm going to come back to what are you willing to give up to get what you want? So remind me, this, remind me not to forget about that. Um, this one I love, 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 love. Love, 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 only because of the fact that it's something that we all say when we find people under dis- under distress, and it's like, and yet they need to do what they need to do. So when you used to tell somebody, don't cry, don't cry, and it's like, oh, don't cry, or don't cry, or we tell a kid, don't cry, you know, whatever the case may be, and, and really the response to that, which I love, is, that's right, that's right, that's okay. Letting people have those emotions one of the reasons why people overeat and one of the people why people are, are addicted to foods and, and, and addicted to this fat lifestyle is because they're, they're burying emotions. They're stuffing emotions with food. They're stuffing emotions or anger, either anger, frustration, pain, shame, whatever the case may be. We're stuffing stuff, stuff. We're a stuffed society. And too many people are like, don't, don't cry, don't cry. I mean, men, you know, we're not supposed to cry. I mean, it's a, you know, my wife, remember the first time she ever saw me cry, we'd been dating for years. Um, and now I cry all the time. And she's like, oh, my, I can go to a movie and cry. But, you know, it's, it's, it's like the difference between having permission. I'm safe. I feel safe to do so. It's like I cry in front of my kids. You know, they see me well up. They see me. And it's like, you know what? That's something I believe that they, they need to be able to see. So I love the fact that the response to that is that's right. Go ahead. Go with your feeling. Or that's okay. Um, it's difficult. It's difficult. You know, and, and I like this one because of the fact sometimes you're in a state where, where you can't, there isn't a descriptive word, a, a good, a good switch word to switch to, to switch, switch to, because you're like, oh, I'm struggling right now, right? Struggling. And you're like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to do that because I'm going to look for struggle. So th- when you can't find a place where you're in a difficult spot or something is difficult, you find something difficult, it's because interesting. You know, I'm in an interesting dilemma right now. I'm having an interesting time. Interesting because I'm learning from it. It's, you know, it's kind of a little bit of a challenge, and so I'm learning from it. So it's kind of interesting. And what it does really it tells the, 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 the your subconscious mind is now going to start searching the, the database for interesting. If it doesn't find anything, it just creates another file. But the point is, it's not pulling from the crap file to, to dump back into your lap. So when you don't really have a switch word that, that comes up with the circumstance in which you're dealing with at the moment, and you don't want to use a low energy phrase or low energy word, interesting is great because it's neutral. It's neutral, and it allows you to make interesting whatever you want. You can go, you know, it's, it's interesting that it's interesting that the you know the balance in the bank seems to be lower than I expected. Hmm, it's interesting, you know. Versus why is that freaking why is the count over drunk? You know, um, so I thought that, that that was a really good one. And and this one I love, love, love too. This is like one of my number two favorite one. Try. Now, I've been for years telling people that, you know, they go, I'm going to try this diet. I'm going to try to lose 30 pounds. I'm going to try to, I'm going to try this, you know, get this. I'm going to buy this and try it. I'm like, you know, try picking up the pen off the table without doing it, without actually doing anything. Unless you have levitation skills, it's naturally, it's actually impossible to try and do anything. Either you do, you don't. So I love this one because it just says, the uh, positive with a high energy phrase for try is I'm ready. Gotta love that, right? I'm ready. That's the difference between choosing to start your your weight loss journey on any given day. I don't care if it's 
day before Christmas or day before Thanksgiving or in the middle of, you know, you know, Super Bowl. The difference between trying something and go, I'm ready. You're telling the subconscious mind, you know what? I'm ready for this. I'm I'm ready to get to where I want to go. I'm ready to look and feel amazing. I'm ready to just rock this versus I'm going to try. Because I'm going to try, basically, you're going to try, try. What else did you try to do and fail? Those are the files that come up. Every memory of every other weight loss protocol, every other round you did comes up into your face and says, you tried last time and you didn't do shit. You tried last time and you failed. You tried last time and you're hungry. You tried last time and your husband got in the way. You tried last time and your kids got in the way. You tried last time and it landed in the middle of Christmas and you messed Whatever, whatever. You can't get my drift. I don't have to rub it into the ground. I am ready to send this direct message to your subconscious mind that get me ready. Do what you got to do. Move whatever you got to move out of my way, out of my life, out of my you know, out of my trajectory because I'm going to the moon and I don't want anything to get in my way. I love that. I absolutely love that. Uh, and the last, the last one on this category here is but. You know how funny, how funny people give you like a backwards compliment. You know, my, I remember my wife's such a brilliant lady because a long time ago. She would, every time I would say but, she goes, you know, you just negated everything you just said. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you, every time you say but, anything you said before that completely negates whatever you said. So if you say, baby, you said, baby, you got some beautiful legs, but your calves are a little small. You just took away the compliment and basically told me my calves are too small. If you say, I love you, but, you basically say, you're basically taking back whatever it is you're saying. If you say, you know what, that's a great dress you have on, but I would wear different shoes. You completely negated the phrase you said. You said if you're saying it to yourself, you know what, I'm going to give this a try, but if it doesn't work out in the first week, I'm going to quit. You, you, you already told you, you basically, you're double negative. You're trying, and you're already telling yourself, you know what, if it doesn't, if it doesn't live up to your expectations, you're going to throw in the towel. And that's, probably, and that's probably one of the major problems most people have with this protocol who have done it once before, twice before, three times before. You're already walking in and saying, you know what, I'm going to do this again. And if, it, if I don't get the results I got the first time or better, screw this thing. It has nothing to do with it working. It has nothing to do with it working faster than anything you ever tried before. The fact that you want to be a child and say, if it doesn't live up to my expectations, you're going to have a temper tantrum and ruin your own life and get, get in your own way, which is basically what you're doing, it seems ridiculous when you break it down like that, right? But you, but you don't really realize the words you're using, you're speaking. And the reason why I can say this, I've had people tell me this. I've had people tell me, I'm a good describe, but if I don't get with the, if I don't lose a pound a day, then I, this is junk, and I'm going to freaking scrub it. I'm like, really? Or they go, you know, I've been on this protocol for 30 days, and I've lost 28 pounds. I was expecting to lose 30 or 35. I'm like, are you freaking nuts? Are you kidding me? Where else could you go and lose 28 pounds in 30 days or 25 pounds or 20 pounds in 30 of all fat and improve your health in a short period of time? And it's like I get blown away, but I hear it every single day. And that's why I'm on this mission. I'm on this mission that every customer, before they even start this protocol, has the, has the information and gets a choice to to play the switch game in their own life, to figure out what their limiting beliefs are before they even start, to know, to already start changing their, wor their words before they even, the stuff even arrives. 
um, you know, get your mind right, get your energy right, get the get get your surroundings right, so that when you finally open the box and get started, it is easy as pie. Staying on protocol is a joy. Every day is a gift. Every pound lost is just magic. And when people have that attitude, it is magic. It's the, it's the most fun, most uh. You know, exciting thing they've ever done because everything's win. Everything's just going their way. They're like, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And before I move to the next one, let me tell you a true story about my daughter. And it's happening right now. My daughter, Vanessa, who's done this protocol a few times, she did the same thing. She's on my testimonial page. She's had, she had amazing results, you know, and, and to the point where her YouTube channel is blown up. She had a million views on her videos. I mean, people just like, she's like, you know, the, the next little, eight, you know, ATG guru. Except for then she, you know, she would go back to her lifestyle and she'd put on the weight or she'd be in a relationship with, you know, and not, it's not going well and the pain of the relationship would just mess her up. And, and then she would get her hormones messed up and she was on the pill, off the pill, and she was just having problems. So, you know, about two or three rounds, she did two or three rounds over, you know, back-to-back failing over a six-month period. Of really, and she would try to put herself out there. Look, I'm going to have you guys follow me on Facebook because she thought it was her willpower. She thought it was just that she just was having a hard time like everybody else does. You know, everybody else feels like, oh, I'm just having a hard time because I don't know what it is, but it's just time around having a hard time. Or my hormones are messed up or something's wrong. So she was convinced that her hormones are messed up and maybe she was immune to the ATG and, and all this stuff. She decides that she, all of a sudden she has a shift in life and energy. She gets a job that she loves. She has a man in her life that's just a, an amazing man. She starts, you know, Reading, you know, um, more positive and spiritual things. She her quotes. She starts quoting, you know, things on Facebook that just she starts living this life of just abundance and 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 positive and, and positive energy and 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 seeing, you know, taking the letting her guard down and taking all the garbage and the baggage she had from the previous boyfriends that hurt her and broke her heart and did all that kind of stuff and realize that every man, every person is different and and and, and they love them and expect expect respect them the way they, that they deserve and they will do the same to you. And then she decides, you know what, Dad, I'm going to do this protocol again. You know, it's been a, it's been a year now. I've waited. I just want to. I really want to try it again. I want to, you know, really want to do it again. And she did say try. You know, so hopefully she's listening to the show too. <laughs> and uh, I want to do it again. And I just want to do it right. You know, I'm going to follow it. You know, follow your plan. And 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 uh, you know, I'm just really just think it's think it's the time. She texts me in like two days, three days into phase. Two and she's like, Dad, I don't know what's going on, but I've dropped ten pounds in like three days. Now my daughter's not obese by any stretch of the imagination. She probably has twenty twenty five pounds to lose, uh, if that, and she'd probably be too thin for my my personal opinion, but that's my opinion. Um, and then she's like, Dad, I'm losing like a pound a day. It's like day ten, I'm losing a pound a day. I don't know what's going on, but it's just great. It's just amazing. It's like, oh my God, do that. I'm like, it's just like, oh, I can't believe it, and I'm. I'm like, great, good job. Just keep doing what you're doing. You know, keep doing what you're doing. And you know, it's like I don't even want to tell her that you know what everything you everything you did in your life up to you, up to the point of you actually taking doing the protocol again. The, the the energy that you've been exuding, the people you've been surrounding yourself with, the things you've been reading, the information you've been sharing, the education that you've been taking in. You know, the stuff you're working with kids and and the, and the, and, the, and, and the stuff that you've learned by being my child and Janie's child and your mother's child. You 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 you're, you're, you're sharing with your children I and mean, the children that you that you're taking care of because she works for the school district. Uh, 
I said, your whole lifestyle is different. The way you look at life is different. And there's no there's no surprise to me that, that your protocol is completely different. I mean, she had problems with every time she had her, her cycle. She would stall for 10, 12 days. I mean, it was just, it was just crazy, crazy. Things that we couldn't even figure out. It is like flying off her like there's nobody's business. I mean, literally, just she's raking numbers that the average woman doesn't rake at twenty, you know, at a pound a day. At twenty years old, I mean, I think I think a lot of women, most women, can do it, but you know, they don't because of, I think because of what's going, what we're talking about. So look at my time. All right, we got thirty four minutes. So you know, I just I wanted to share that story because I I chuckle in the back of my head, going, you know what? I love that she's doing. It. And when she's finally done, because I don't, don't mess her up or jinx her, but she's finally done. Uh, you know, she'll look back and she'll realize that that exactly what we're talking about today is exactly what's going on with her. Or she'll figure it out once she listens to the show. Um, anyway, so the next one, the next, the next ones are talking you know, around weight issue, the weight issue, the, the limiting, you know, the, the low energy words that we may use, you and I may use. And I know I, the reason I have some of these because these are some that I use. Now that's why I want help getting more of these because I believe there's a lot more than I could come up with today. So fat. Oh my God, fat. I'm so fat. My God, I'm fat. I just feel fat. I look fat. Okay, we, how many times do we talk about that? About being, looking, and feeling fat. Um, and the 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 high energy word for that is not slim. Think about it. Remember, the subconscious mind goes slim, slim. When, when, and it's going to look for files. When were you slim? When when you when did you feel slim? When did you feel the best you felt? When when did you when did you lose weight the easiest? It's going to try and pull. It's going to pull. Not try. It's going to pull the files. Anything has to do with a positive memory, thought, or process or outcome having to do with you being thinner or slimmer. You can use whatever word you want to replace that. Uh, if, if slim doesn't work with you, then use thin or thinner or, or healthier or whatever word that works for you. But the point is moving away from using the word fat to describe yourself or any part of or anyone else. Anyone else, and I'm gonna, and that's gonna be the caveat at the very end of the show. Um, I gotta remember all the things I gotta remember. Um, diet. Diet, the word diet, and that's what we talked at the very, the very beginning of the show. I said I'm moving away from the word diet in my print advertisement and my, in my, in my print, my books as much as possible. I mean, it is a huge marketing word um, to get people to actually discover the protocol because people are typing that word in. But as far as me giving information to you, I'm going to remove it as much as possible because I don't want you to be on a diet. You're just following the meal plan, and so eating a plan or meal plan, and so. When you're telling somebody, "Hey, I'm on, a, I'm on a new diet," or guess what? I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm following a new, I'm following a new meal plan that's got some specific, specific foods that can, that are good for my body and that I'm, that I'm using right now. I'm going to be on it for the next six weeks, and so you know, I choose not to have that today. And it makes the big difference for I'm on another diet. Oh yeah, I'm on. Oh, you're on a diet again? You're doing that diet? You did real well on that last diet. It, it has so much negative feedback to it from others, from yourself, from your own limiting beliefs from your own file cabinet in your subconscious mind that by using the word to describe what you're doing, what you're, how you're doing, or, or how you're eating, um, or what you've done in the past or the future, even in your story, right, um, is just bringing back the need to diet. And this is probably a huge key for many of you of why you're constantly finding yourself on a diet because you're constantly talking about the word diet and using the word diet in your, in your dialogue, your daily dialogue. Um, slow metabolism. I got a slow metabolism. I got a slow thyroid. Um, 
You know what? It's just it's part of the story, right? I mean, either you've been clinically told told that, or you're assuming that based on your ability to 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 store fat and 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 to release fat, right? Right. Uh, and ultimately, what, true or false doesn't really matter. The point is, what you think and believe is what matters. It doesn't matter if you're because your body will follow what your subconscious mind tells it to do. Your body will follow what your conscious and subconscious mind agree with, especially more powerfully and more quickly. So the point is, you want to switch your to my what I came up with. Um, is a high energy word for a slow metabolism. My, my metabolism is moving faster and faster every day. It's moving faster at the moment. Whatever you gotta understand, I'm, these these are we're trying to fill in the blanks, and that's why I'm asking for help from people for better descriptive words or whatever words you use. Because you know I want to put these in my book because I think these are going to be really powerful. Um, but what I come up with now is the bottom line is you're switching the dialogue. So bottom line is it, it, you know if yesterday may have been slow, but today it's moving faster. And it is. Think about it. If you're on a protocol and you're and you're dropping weight and you're mobilizing fat, your metabolism is actually working at 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 it start it starts it starts working you know almost optimally, but eventually you know about two or three weeks into the protocol, your your metabolism is working on turbocharge. And especially because it's mobilizing and using all this fat. So by you using those words, you're actually telling your body to actually burn more fat, utilize the energy that I'm giving you to access this abnormal fat stores and help me release more weight. Um, so by changing your words from slow metabolism to it's moving faster, it's moving faster every day, or I have a fast metabolism. Because some people have a hard time finding believing the word of if, they, if their belief system hasn't changed. So that's why I'm not saying you're going from I have a slow metabolism to a fast metabolism or I have a I have a low thyroid to a fast thyroid because if you don't really believe it right you're not going to own it so but you can believe that it's moving faster you can't believe that it's improving based on your results that it's improving um I remember this when I have big bones you know I have big bones you know I, I, I get that you know guys and gals tell me oh yeah I'm just big bone you know I'm just you know, I'm just big bone girl big bone guy and the fat is just, you know, on top of that. But it's really, if you get, if you took all the fat off of me, I'd just be a huge skeleton. I mean, really. I don't know who came up with that phrase. It, yeah, I, I believe it's got to be some black, somebody black, you know, hundred years ago said, "Girlfriend, you just got, you just big bone." Because I don't, I don't know. Just that's just my opinion. <laughs> it may sound a little racist, but I don't talk about my people, man. I don't think, I think that, I think big bone came from my people. I don't think it came from uh, the white society, but I could be wrong, right? Um, and I put, you know, I'm strong. You know, I just got a strong body. I just got a strong body. You know, I'm just strong. So, I mean, bottom line is once you take off take off this layer of uh, excess uh, adipose here, you, all you're going to see below this is a strong, lean body. Because I got all the foundation I need. I just need to, get, I need to chisel, chisel away some of the excess. That's it. Uh, and if you can find a better word for that or even use it, if this phrase doesn't even, re doesn't even resonate with you, then skip it, right? Because, I mean, lots of, some people use it, some people don't. Um, I just can't seem to lose weight. I mean, this is one I hear all the time. It is part of almost everybody's story, including mine. It was a part of my story, right? I just can't lose weight. I can't say that now with any integrity because I've lost weight. I've lost a couple of times, right? So, I mean, I, I know that I can lose weight. I know that I can lose weight. It's not a problem. I can lose weight easily. Now, keeping it off, that's a challenge, right? But I do a pretty good job at it. We're all learning. That's something we keep learning. That's a, that's a lifetime practice. Um, but ultimately, losing weight is as easy as possible. You know you can do it because you've done it in the past. So that is no longer true. So basically, um, you know, I'm getting slimmer by the day. Every day, every day I'm getting, I'm looking better, feeling better every day. Um, that's something you can believe in. And you can put in whatever word you want, but you're getting, by now you should be getting the conversations that every time you find yourself using a low energy phrase, low energy word, you switch it. Okay? Um, 
What's the other one? Let's see. I can't uh, can't stick to my diet. Can't stick to my diet plan. I can't stick to my meal plan. Uh, I almost had somebody that I talked to today. I just made me be on the phone. She was telling me how she's just bored. You know, she's eating eating other foods because she's just bored of the diet plan. And when you started walking through, really, you're bored. I mean, you're, okay, let's walk, let's break down why you want to lose weight in the first place. And we said we widened it out. And I said, so really, uh, you know, the ultimate your ultimate goal. Right, and I and we got we got and one of the things is that you know she she was t- timing her weight loss journey around our live event in February because she wants to be one of the people that comes in February and shares her story on stage in front of hopefully hundreds of people, and I said so how so is your plan so boring that you can see that you see close your eyes and visualize yourself standing on that stage and you're telling your story you're showing how you lost it you know how you went from 175 to 135 and look at you now and you feel amazing and you got all these people looking at you and they're cheering you on going my god you look great thank you very much how boring is that meal plan in comparison to that vision of being getting so much love from so many people because you were able to overcome your quote unquote Boredom. It was like, wow. Let me look at it that way. Okay. Wow. Okay. Let me think about that. So I said, so our, our our little game we played is when you're looking at the cabinet, you look at the peanut butter. Go peanut butter stage. Peanut butter stage. And I said honestly, if if whatever answer comes in your in your head fastest, if it says peanut butter, you just have to have it. Then knock yourself out and don't beat the crap out of yourself. Just know that you, there's going to be consequence to it, and then get, get right back on that. Get back on track. But in most cases, if you really want what you want, you say you want, it's really hard to let something else get in the way. When you really dial it down to what you really want, it's really hard to get something let something get in the way. So um, I can't lose weight. Can't lose weight. Can't lose weight. Man, that's a mantra. It's a mantra. It's probably your mantra. Everybody's mantra if they have a weight problem. And, um, you know, I'm or, or I, I'm the oh, yeah, yeah, can't lose weight. And then it says, you know, I don't I don't lose weight easily. Now, actually, that wasn't even one I really liked. But based on the information and the knowledge I have about the subconscious mind, the subconscious mind is losing weight easily is what it's looking for. Lose, how do I lose weight easy? When was the last time I lost weight easy? Put that in my line. Put, that, put the mindset, the, the energy field, the people, whatever it was that, that, that made losing weight easily last time for me, put it in my path. Put it in my arsenal, in my pack so I can repeat that because – the other ones are all that's doing is pulling up, making it hard, making it hard. You know, I can't lose weight, can't lose weight, can't lose weight, can't lose weight, can't lose weight. So change the words, change the energy frequency to whatever word that works for you, the, your file cabinet. But you always want to remember that the word, the last word you tie to it is the word your subconscious mind is looking for. Easy, good, um, you know, beneficial, um, love. I mean, you, 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 think, you think about the positive, positive energy words you can put on that or higher energy words you can put on that. My whole family's fat. Whole family's fat. I got that one. You know, I, I'm sure I'm fat. I'm all like, my whole family's fat. Mom's fat. Dad's fat. I was just predisposed to being fat. I'm like, wow. Okay. Got it. What about, hey, I'm the slimmest person in my family. You know what? My whole family's fat, but guess what? I'm the slimmest one in my family. I'm the thinnest one in my family. You say that, your subconscious mind goes, how do you get to be, how, how do I make you the slimmest one in your family? How do I make you, make you the thinnest person in your family? Yeah, you know, I'm just going to help you out. I'm going to give you what you need. Um, and then my always hungry. You know, this one I get, I'm hungry all the time. I'm hungry at night, man. It's nighttime comes around, I'm hungry. 
I'm good all day, and then nighttime turn around, I'm hungry. Maybe my HCG is wearing off. Maybe it's bad. I'm like, did it work yesterday? Yeah, it worked yesterday. It doesn't just work one day and not work the other. I love this one. I love this one. I love when people don't take personal responsibility and they blame everything on the protocol or the, or the HCG. I'm like, you know what? The HCG doesn't, start, doesn't work for the first 15 days and just stop on day 16. It doesn't work on the first 10 days. You got hungry. You're doing great. And all of a sudden, it just stops working. It doesn't work that way, guys. It doesn't work that way. So, in essence, the only thing that's changed is you, not the, not the protocol, not the plan, not the ATG. So, ultimately, um, you are hungry all the time. You say, I'm not full. Right? I'm not full. Your subconscious mind is like, fill me up. Fill me up with whatever I need. Fill me up with whatever I need versus let me walk around hungry all the time. Because if I walk around hungry, I'm, I just know I'm destined to make a mistake. I'm destined to screw this up. I'm destined to eat something I'm not supposed to eat. But if I'm not full, I mean, you know, okay, you're still speaking the truth to yourself. You know, I could eat. But I'm not hungry. I'm not starving. I'm, myself, I'm starving all the time. I go, would you eat dog? No, you're not starving. Because some people, that's their own choice. All right, so I want to leave some room for Q&A. I can save the rest of the show for uh, next week. But I have, oh, no, I may not have Q&A because I have email questions. Remember, I'm doing a contest here. That uh, I'm going to choose a caller from the show and a, and a caller from the, and a person who sent an email question. Is he's asking anything ATG? And I'm going to um, you guys will win a free 40-minute um, coaching session with me where we break down whatever your limiting beliefs are. We get you on track, whatever you need to get to your goal. Um, and that's what it's for. And and, and I, I can tell you that some people could tell you that's a pretty powerful thing. Um, when we get one-on-one and we start breaking down your story. And then we start breaking down how you can change that and get the results you want. Because ultimately, every one of us has the power today, literally today, to do switch and literally make anything you're doing easy. All right? So I want to get to the questions. If I run out of Q&A, guys, I did schedule a 90-minute call. Just know that next week, if we know that next week, we definitely have a call. We won't have one Christmas Eve. But I, I'm really committed to this whole series um, about limiting beliefs. So I have a lot more content to bring you about it. So I do want to answer your questions. I'll try to go through these really quick. Um, and, and maybe we'll have the last 10 minutes to do that. And I'll, so I try not to have too much dialogue in between. Answer the question swiftly. Okay, I plan, I plan to call in because um, I get because I get caught up at work. Um, but uh, so what's to provide? Can you provide me with a menu for the week, even a day, and suggest and suggestions to stick to the plan? Um, you know, guys, I have this great you know coaching program. If you bought one of our kits, I would plug you in there. Every day, sends you an email, tells you exactly what to do, gives you meal choices, gives you the you know you can track your food, track your weight. Yeah, the funny thing is, I have like seventy five people in this in this 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 program, and twenty percent of them are using it. And I just turn you off because I, when I look in there, I realize you're not tracking your weight, you're not doing your measurements, you're not tracking your food, you're just wasting your time, and you're complaining about the fact you're not getting anywhere. I just turn you off because you know what? That's not showing up in your life. Um, but, you know, some of these questions are funny because I'm like going, man, if you guys are on my list, you don't know where to buy ATG from or you don't know where I'm, I'm doing something wrong. If you don't know where to buy ATG and you don't know where to get a meal plan from because our meal plan comes with everything. That's why I get, tell people, get a complete kit. I give you everything you need plus my personal coaching and 100% guarantee. Why do I give you 100% guarantee? Because I know if I coach you, you can't blow it unless you're just determined to blow it, especially when we break down the reasons of what's getting in your way the last time. So move on to the next question. That was from Deb. Deb, um, we have a 21-day meal plan. I can, I can email it to you, no problem. Just email me at Colin at ColinFWatson.com. Put it in the subject line in all caps, meal plan, and I'll tend to send you that. And I'll even plug you into our system um, because I really want people to succeed. That's all I want, people to succeed. Uh, next one. Hi, Colin. I have a question for you. Um, I did ATG diet in February. I lost 20 pounds. Felt great. Dropped it over the year. Slowly started to creep back. 
on uh, eight pounds. I'm planning to make the February uh, reset my program. Uh, what is it? When is it? I'm going to get to the questionnaire. Is it okay to do the diet once a year as a sort of cleanse? Get back on track month if necessary. I eat pretty healthy generally. Absolutely, guys. I really recommend this protocol to be a once, once or even twice a year. Twenty, you know, do the 26-day program as a cleanse. I think it's the best cleanse out there. You're actually getting rid of the body of processed foods, chemicals, um, and basically eating real food, real fruits and vegetables, and lean proteins, and allows your body to actually detox and your organs to function normal at a normal place. And the HCG releases all the abnormal fat into your bloodstream for you to burn. So I, I'm Jay, and I do this. You know, once every six months, a 26-day plan. I have no problem saying that. It, you know, it, it's like it's like it, it keeps me dialed into the five to seven pound ratio. Because if I get a little out, get a little crazy with our summer holiday uh, vacations, I come back and I know that every six months, and usually you got to get down to about once a year. But yeah, I mean twice a year is fine. Every six months it's fine. Twenty six days, it's a detox. It's like everything else. It's a it's a great detox. Uh, that was from Ingrid. Ingrid. Um, this one's from I don't know. God bless uh, Margaret. Um, I was recently diagnosed with diabetes and I have started stage two. I mean, I guess you're saying phase two, eight days now, down 10 pounds. I am, however, having a tough time with my blood sugar going down as low as 60 um, between meals. I get very weak, dizzy, and generally ill. Uh, do you have any clients who are diabetic? And if so, how do they handle it? Yes, I do. And this one I have to be careful because I don't want to give medical advice, especially when people are asking about diabetes. Diabetes ran, ran in my family. I mean, I, that's, that's the, what took my parents from this earth, that and heart disease. Um, and so we have a lot of people that are, are diabetics. Now, the thing about blood sugar, one thing about this, this, this protocol, it does start to normalize blood pressure, blood sugar, cholesterol levels. Um, so if you're taking things, you know, that you're, when you're taking your insulin, you really got to check your sugar beforehand because what's happening is, is that your body's trying to correct the diabetic um, process. And so you have to make sure that you actually need as much insulin as you do need. So you definitely want to talk to your doctor about that. You also want to make sure the frequency of your meals are closer together. So if, number one, and I can't assume that um, Margaret is on following our plan, so it's really important that you're following our protein portions. They're huge. And that, that was a huge reason for changing it because it's to stabilize people's blood sugar and keep their their hunger levels, uh, keep their body fueled with the right source of fuel. So that make sure you're following your protein our protein portions. Make sure you're eating every two to three hours max. Um, so you should be having your morning snack. At, you know, you get up at eight at ten thirty, have your morning snack. Two and a half hours later, you have your lunch. Two and a half hours, you have mid snack. Two and a half hours later, you have your dinner. Three, three at the most, you have your dinner, and then, and then you have your late night snack. So I we allow three fruits a day, excuse me, plus two protein and vegetables, and even a salad if you want. And you can, and you can, and you can even with our with our plan, you actually have protein. You got your protein portion, which are larger than than the original simians. It's the exact protein everyone needs to get the right caloric intake for their body and the right gram protein grams. And you have the you have mixed vegetables, and you can also have a salad. So you can also put that salad in between your meals, uh, Margaret, to make sure that your blood sugar is not dropping because of lack of food. If you do the timing of your food right, check your blood sugar, make sure that it's high before you're dosing your normal dose you used to do before you started this eight days ago, because it happens that quickly. I think you'll be fine. And I always check with your doctor, okay, before you do anything. Um, that was a great question, Colin. Uh, I have a 17 year old daughter that, uh, that wants to do. I want to do a round. Basically, uh, she's only needs to lose about 20 pounds. As a vegetarian, she's eating mostly carbs and overcoming negative body image and eating disorder. I thought she'd be successful uh, with the HCG and force her to eat clean. 
and get the results. Uh, I told her that I would listen to your show and read everything thoroughly before making a commitment. And I'm listening to your show that you did, especially about vegetarians. You know, vegetarian about eating fish and eggs. You guys, you know, the protocol is least effective for vegetarians because of the, the it's very difficult to get the protein levels high enough. And in order to do that, you have to introduce some carbs, and the carb count is higher. Um, it's not impossible, but the results are just a little bit. They're a little bit less. They're probably half. You lose half as much weight in the same amount of time as a straight vegetarian um, than you would as a meat eater. Now, the way that the way, unless you're a vegetarian for religious reasons, I always recommend if you can temporarily add in, uh, you know, we call it add in eggs and and uh, fish, uh, seafood, you'll have much better results. Uh, very much equal to a, a straight up protein eater with meat and you know turkey and what have you. Um, and they go right back to your vegetarian lifestyle afterwards, minus the high carb stuff with the daughter. The daughter being 20, having need to lose 20 pounds. 20 pounds, you really is the kind of the minimum number you want, to, the minimum body weight you want to have. But this, it's more important about body fat. She may only have 20 pounds to lose in her mind, but bottom, ultimately, you need to know your body fat percentage. That tells you exactly how much body fat you have on your body. And so if you're 25% body fat and you're 150 pounds, you have more than 20 pounds worth of fat. You just have to do the math. So I always tell you guys, before you do this protocol, it's really important, unless you know you have 50 pounds plus to lose, um, if you have anything less than that, you really want to find a way to accurately get your body fat percentages because it's going to tell you exactly how much fat you have to lose. And it also gives you a realistic goal that you can go after to achieve because you want to, you want, you want to leave anywhere from 8 to 10 pounds of actual structural fat on your body, and it's giving you total fat. Um, but it gives you an idea. So if it says you're, you know, you're, you have 38 pounds of fat, and you, you know, you can lose 30 and keep eight, and that gives you an ideal number of where your end zone should be. So in case you start looking in the mirror and thinking, oh, I lost enough weight, but if your body fat tells you you got 18 more pounds of fat on you, then you may want to reconsider. So that's a great question. That's from Shawnee. I don't know she says, uh, she says, Mom, living overseas. Thanks, Shani, from overseas. I appreciate it. A um, couple more questions, and we'll have a quick Q&A. Um, uh, let's see. Wish you would. I uh, wish you would uh, resume your podcast. They're inspirational, Jackie Smith. Thank you, Jackie, and and, I, and I'm resuming them because I'm inspired to do so. And I, when I wasn't inspired, I didn't do it. I didn't want to put out crap just because I, I, I was expected to be there. So thank you for that. My number one question is, uh, what is the proper spacing between rounds? I did a 50-day round eight weeks eight weeks ago, indeed, but. Uh, undid around two years ago. Ended around two years ago. That the uh, my recommendation literally is three weeks minimum. I tell people go if you have if you have a, a lot of weight to lose or you need to do several rounds, you go into phase two. I say stay in phase two for as long as you can to get as much weight off as possible. And if you happen to get dieters fatigue or you just you you, you kind of hit hit, a, hit hit your milestones you for the time, then you go into phase three for three weeks. And then you come back to phase two. So three, four weeks max is what you need to do. Need to break in order to do another round successfully uh, without any complications. And that was from Don. No, that was from Don. And let's see, last one. Flying destination wedding Wednesday. So my question is: possible to take off ten pounds? I was uh, on a forty-day round February, and basically she has ten to fifteen pounds left to do. Ideally, this protocol is not designed for people to have ten to fifteen pounds. But once again, it goes back to my previous answer. Know your body fat percentages, and if, in fact, you truly have only 10 pounds of fat left on you, it is probably not the most ideal thing. But she says she has it around her belly, which means that that's an indication that she has abnormal fat stores. So if you find your actual belly, your percentage of body fat, 
you'll realize you probably have more than 10 pounds, which which means my answer is yes, you can you, you can do a round, but you have to do a round for a minimum of 21 days. Some people go, I just get the weight off in two weeks and I can stop. You got to do it 21 days if you really want these long lasting results. That's what the hypothalamus needs. That's the time it needs in order for it to recalibrate. It's also the time you need in order to create new habits and and this time not discard them. And that was from uh, Denise. And last question I have. Hey, we got 11 minutes. Um, issue may, uh, issue maybe your wife's, okay, answered by your wife. It's about my monthly cycle. I have hunger cravings for either sugar, especially chocolate or salt. They are really hard to curb. What can I do? You know what? This is a real question for, for some women who just have cravings. And my wife, as brilliant as she is, she created you know what she called Tom Chocolate. And there's a video we had on YouTube, so they took my channel down. But it was she makes a pure chocolate made from stevia, uh, raw cocoa, and uh, coconut oil. And it's, it's actually it stays refrigerated because it doesn't have anything to hold it together. So it's really a hard chocolate as long as it stays cold. But if you put it back on the counter, it just melts back into liquid chocolate. Um, and she made like a little bar of that, and she would just have one piece a day of it. And and, and the, the, the downside is, people, it tastes so freaking good that if you get stupid carried away with it, because the coconut oil is very high, highly caloric, and you push your body, even though it's good for you, but if you push your body past your daily caloric requirements, you know you can gain weight. So if you if you have some some kind of restraint and you really have these bad cravings, I'd rather you eat that Tom chocolate than eat. Um, a candy bar or some crap that's gonna you're gonna have to filter out and it's gonna cause you to stall for days and days and days. So it's called Tom Chocolate. Um, I, I you want the recipe, uh, Shawnee? Just email me. I'll send you the video. I have it on my hard drive. I'll re-upload it to, to actually to to YouTube as well. My new channel. I'm rebuilding. Those jerks. Anyway, so I want to open up the lines. I got ten minutes, guys. So ten minutes. Um, we'll probably have a couple of callers that we'll be able to answer. Now you push one. that puts your hand up. It tells me you want to be on the. Now some of you already had your hand up. Um, because you've been left it up from the beginning, or you already know you, you've been here before, and you know that you know how to do it. So um, if you press one on the phone and put your hand up, it tells me you want to talk to me. I'm going to ask. I'm going to click on your on your number, tell you your first uh, three digits and your prefix, since I don't know your name, and then you tell me your name, where you're calling from, and your question. Please be brief and try and limit it to one question, since we only have a little bit of time. Five zero two six four five. You're on the air. Five zero two six four five. That's your number. Prefix number. Going once, going twice. Five zero two six four five. Do you know your number? Okay. That quickly, because you may have you may accidentally have her hand up. She doesn't know it. Eight four three four six seven. You're on the air. Hey, Colin. I'm calling from South Carolina. What was your name? Um, I, okay. uh, can you hear me? Yeah, you broke up. What was your name? Oh, Shannon. I'm calling from South Carolina. Hi, Shannon. How are you? What's your question? Um, I'm good. My question to you, um, maybe about a year and a half ago, I bought some ACG, and um, it expired this summer, um, around mm-hmm. July, and I wanted to know, is it possible that because I didn't use the ACG, that I can still use it even though it says that it's expired, or should I order some new ACG? I have like I'll five my, to six boxes. Okay, I'll give you my honest question. I'll give you my honest answer, and then I'll give you my, my responsible answer. It was my okay. ACG, and it was in my cabinet, and I had it, and it didn't, ex- and it expired. I'd use it, and I would see if it works, because it probably will, because it usually doesn't expire when it's, when the date expires, unless it's like years after the expiration date. Most people okay. tell you the responsible answer is not using any drug that's been expired because it could go bad. Um, but that's just me, what I would do. 
So you have to kind of take that for granted. So I'm not telling you to use it, but I'm telling you if it was mine in my cabinet, I had five boxes, I sure as heck would use it because it, you're going to know if it works or doesn't. It, it's going to be pretty cut and dry, mm-hmm. yes or no. Um, and if it works, great. If it doesn't, toss it out. Okay. That's my honest All answer. Right. I, I don't like to see people throw good money after bad. So, I mean, that's my answer. I'll stick okay. with it. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Shannon. Appreciate it. All right. All right, um, 702-379. You're on the air. I know who this is, too. Bridge. <laughs> Hi, Colin. What's up? What's it's up, Bridget? Bridget How are Bridget from Vegas. Um, Mike... Pardon? I just said Bridget from Las Vegas. Yes. How are you? Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Okay. Okay, thanks. Um, I have a quick question about my workout. Um, I okay. want to get to the point where you know how you burn the 500 calories in your HIIT uh, workout. Right. I really, I'm doing 20, 25 minutes really hard, really good, and I'm burning like 250 calories. Can I do it longer while I'm on P2 to get to that 500? Yeah, but how are you calculating that? Are you using some kind of accurate um, tracking system, like a, what do you call those? I have what, the wrist thing that tells you heart rate monitor? No, this is the uh, the the elliptical that shows how long you do it and how many calories you're burning. Okay, but you're doing HIIT workouts on the elliptical? Yeah. I'll do it, you know, at a steady pace, and then I'll go really, really hard for a minute. So I'm okay. doing the... So you're, um, so, you're not, yeah, so you're not doing the high-intensity interval training workouts. You're just doing the elliptical at a high-intensity interval workout. Is that what you're saying? It, yes. It's cardio. You're doing cardio, basically, right? Yes. Okay. That, that is clarified. Because high-intensity interval training workouts... The ones that we have, like we have in our kit, you're actually doing body weight exercises. And if you're doing that, if you're doing 26 minutes of that, you're burning more than 200 calories, right? So I would say, you know, for me, it's funny, the elliptical, I had a reason, one reason why I, don't, I didn't care much for it because I couldn't get the calorie burn that I could get on the treadmill. I get on the treadmill for 30 minutes at 15% incline at two or three miles an hour, 3.5 miles an hour, and I can burn 500 calories in 30 minutes. You know, the elliptical, you have to really, you have to raise the intensity of it. So you have to make it harder, yeah. not necessarily yeah. longer. What I would do is I would raise up the intensity so you're actually having to push harder, which is going to bring your heart rate up, which should also bring your calorie burn up, and see if you can get, get closer to that number. But just so you know, that you also take into consideration that and she's talking about our negative calorie effect. My goal was every time I'm on a protocol, and every time, every time I'm on a protocol, is that I tr- my goal is to burn fi- 550 calories or more. So anything I've eaten is been neutralized. So my body is forced to, to burn nothing but but the fat being flushed into my system. So she's talking about that. So you're going to get your natural BMR, which your body's burning calories just by you being just walking around, just being awake, and then the elliptical workout. So just get as close to that 500 as you can. I mean, ultimately, you're still – the thing about the elliptical is nice. You're still getting a burn after that, right? So you're still burning calories after you get off the machine. You're burning it for several hours after you get off the machine, especially if you step up your gain. So you may be actually getting a total burn of close to 500, even though you only did about 300 on the actual elliptical machine. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's called afterburn. Okay. You're getting the afterburn, okay? So, I mean, especially if you do it in the morning. Especially if you do it in the morning, you get the afterburn all day long. So that's always a good idea. That's why people love working out in the morning, because they get the afterburn. So ultimately, I would start adding some um, – I would start maybe doing the 1% principle where you start adding, you know, maybe one push-up, one sit-up, one squat, one one bit, one curl, oh, one tricep extension. I and then that, do yeah. one – well, do one and then do two, and then when you get to 50, you go back the other way. I mean, the point is, I mean, ultimately, you add one a day until you get to 20, and then if that's your limit, then you go back down until you get to one. If you add that 
to your elliptical workout, you'll burn. You're not only are you strengthen and lean up the, all all the rest of your body, your legs, your arms, the back of your arms, your your your, your abs, your quads, your your hamstrings, where a lot of women carry their fat in their hamstrings, right? The only way you right. burn that by adding the, the resistance training. So I would do the elliptical for that timing. You're doing it, adding the resistance, right? So I don't want you to add more time. I want you to add more resistance. And then also okay. add in the uh, add in the um, high intensity interval training one percent principle where you're just doing one set takes you thirty seconds and then you add one every day. Okay, I had only been doing my, my yeah it does. I was only doing my legs uh, because my collarbone I couldn't do up. Oh, that's right, your collarbone. But you you're, you're healed I, now, right? I'm yeah I'm going back to work Friday. I can start doing I'm starting to do upper now and doing some curls and stuff for my therapy. So I can start adding the upper now, but. In the past, I was just doing my legs. Yeah, that's right. I remember. That's right. Done. Okay, so definitely would take definitely take it easy. That's why with the one percent thing is kind of nice because you're literally only doing one and you're gradually building up. So your body's kind of is testing your strength with you. That way you don't you don't I don't say go out do twenty reps and you end up hurting yourself. So do the one, add one every day, and whenever your body gets to the point where you can't do that next run, if it's ten or fifteen, then you come back the next day and your only goal is to get one more. It's not to do twenty reps or thirty reps, just to get one more the next day, and it works great. It works brilliantly. Perfect. Okay. I'm ready to do this. Okay, thanks, Colin. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you. All right, guys. That's how much time I got. I got two minutes left to close the show, so I want to do some announcements. And I thank you. First, I want to thank you for being here. It feels great being back on the air after all these weeks and I think months, really. Um, and I'm, I'm committed to being back. Um, my goal is to be back on a weekly basis. I know the holiday is going to mess up the schedule a little bit, but we're going to talk more about every word has power. Uh, I got to tell you guys that I happen to, I happen to there's a great book that, that's actually titled that Every Word Has Power by Yvonne Oswell, so, uh, PhD. Actually had had a met with her and did, we did a uh, actually seminar with her. Um, she's a you know she's a uh, a specialist in this and she's also an NLP neuro linguistic programming specialist. She's doing a workshop in in. Uh, in Niagara Falls, she lives in Canada, um, a four-day workshop where she, you know, she certifies people to become experts in this. I'm going for this because this, this I believe, will have the biggest impact on my ability to help people break through the cycle that's been keeping them held back. You know, right now I'm finishing my 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 fitness nutrition certification, um, and then next is to be get you know get this NLP certification because this stuff is brilliant. This stuff has given me some major breakthroughs in just a short time of meeting with her, and she actually has the ability in a session to break you through things that you that you've been holding on to for years. So I really, really love her, love what she does. Buy her book, read that book. I'm telling you, this will change your life. This this is kind of what I'm talking to you about from these lessons I've learned from this book and other and other uh, information. Anyway, I got sixty seconds left. February twenty second is the date on the on the calendar for our first um AC Body for Life live event. We invite anybody to come to California and come and share your story. Uh we also have our we're starting our, our meal plan ATG meal plan. Uh, it's called the Elite Meal Plan, where we're actually going to deliver chef-made food to your door if you live in the Los Angeles area. And then we're going to expand uh, across the country is our goal. We've got a lot of great things coming up, guys, to make it easier for you to get the body of your life. I love your bunches. I gotta go. I'll play some music. I'll see you next week. Thanks so much for being here. Peace and love from the Watsons here in Mosa Beach, California. Bye bye.
name of a prime case And the drama queens I'd like to think the best of me Is still hiding 